Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasik. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, back after a brief episode off for myself and joined, as always, by my co-founder, Justin. Justin, thanks for holding down the fort last week, and you got a, a double header tonight. We just got off the podcast, huh? Yeah, what's fun? We, uh, I mean, hey, middle of NFL season, we got a lot of football stuff going on. Was over hanging out with Overzet. He was saying some nice things about our uh, our guest for the show tonight. Maybe even gave me a question or two to ask as well. But uh, I am pumped for this show. I am a uh, Penelope owner. I uh, been looking forward to this. One of the OGs in the industry. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Re- really excited about. Our guest for tonight is a man who is one of the, the true Top Shot OGs, one of the true NFT OGs. I literally remember when I was first getting into Top Shot and just seeing, like, who is this Carlini person that, that is all over the transactions, buying up everything? And now, of course, the, the founder of Penelope's Country Club, which we will talk much more about tonight. We have, all the way from the UK, Carlini in the house tonight. Carlini, what's going on? Thank you for joining us so late your time. Hello, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's uh, one thirty a.m. Pretty, pretty tired, but you know, ready, ready to chat. I mean, I feel like there. you've been working around the clock, anyways, for these Penelope's. So, um, hopefully, this is uh, you know just a nice little break from all that Discord and developing and all the airdrops and all the roadmap and all the schedule that you guys have been going through. So, uh, thanks. For yeah, I'd, I'd have probably been up anyway, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, there's no sleep in the NFT space, especially when you've got uh, got some some Discord members to keep at bay. So let's uh, we'll, we'll just go over a little bit of what we're going to review tonight, and then we'll dive right into it. So, you know, going to talk through everything about Carlini's NFT journey from Top Shot through getting into other NFT projects, through launching a project of his own, and just kind of talk in general about the the idea of building NFT communities, the idea of all of these NFT avatar projects and where we think that the, the future of these is heading. And uh, then, of course, going to talk through some of the, the big announcements that we made earlier with regards to the Owners Club. We've got the pre-order packs that are going to be running for the next just over three hours. So midnight Eastern time tonight, if you have not gone in and pre-ordered your packs, make sure that you do so. And then at the very end, we're going to talk through the WNBA run it back drop from Friday. I know I've got a pack to open up. We may have multiple packs to open up. We're going to be spinning the wheel for some giveaways, all of the good things. So uh, anything else, Justin? No, I think that sounds great. I mean, actually, so one thing, I do want to give a quick shout out to our friends that I got it. So uh, some of you all know them from the Detroit Pistons NFT launch that they ran. Um, they really got some exciting stuff going, and they're going to be uh, working with some big names in the sports industry to uh, release some NFTs, some larger programs, as well as some of the larger teams across the major sports but uh tonight they are actually doing a uh an ask me anything for danny sorensen the safety for the kansas city chiefs and uh so if you head over to their i got it discord we'll put the link in the chat as well i believe that starts in about a half hour or so um but pretty cool opportunity just to kind of interact with uh, an nfl player and uh I can tell you they are definitely uh, going to bring in some bigger names in that Discord. And I think this is just a cool way to use their relationships and their industry context to kind of give opportunities for people in the kind of, hey, NFT space opportunities to kind of interact with uh, actual, you know, uh, NFL, NBA, uh, some of the other sports as well players. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, go ahead. Check that out. If you guys are in the Discord, if you're not, make sure that you're joining their Discord over there. 
already. And of course, we got my Eagles playing right now. Wild start to that game. I watched the first like five minutes and it was just nuts. And I see everyone's calling calling a shootout here. All right, let's jump into the the good stuff here. I see that we've also got some some purrs in the house. So shout out to them, Carlina. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it over to you. And just for I'm sure that everyone has at least heard your name and is familiar with your name, but they may not kind of know know your story. So if you want to just tell people a little bit about how you got into this space, when did you first getting involved? Were, were you a January top shotter? Were you in top shot well, well before that? What's kind of the, the background of Carlini? Uh, top shot wise, uh, I'd say I kind of joined December 2017 with CryptoKitties, Axiom Zen that then became Dapper Labs. Um, I joined the Top Shot Discord in 2019, I think it was, uh, technically, when you look back at the logs. Um, I'd originally declined uh, the invite to Top Shot. I'd said, I don't know anything about basketball. I'm from the UK. We we don't do anything. Uh, and Katie was like, you know, you just come in as an NFT guy. Uh, you you know NFTs. You've been Crypto Kitties for two and a half years, I think it was at that point. Uh, small sort of active community that are constantly NFT'd through NFT winter. Uh, whenever anyone tells you NFTs haven't gone for a bear market, we had a two-year one, so we have. Just no one was around. Um so in I I must have been the first you know double digits into the into Top Shot, uh, and I just kind of treated it like Pokemon at the time. I was I'm a sealed collector in Pokemon, so I have unopened boxes of say base set, the early you know the the first stuff, uh, and I tried to keep as much sealed as I could. Um, I had you know forty uh mgle wave three um the one with lebron uh lebron mgle in um i i went heavy into from the top i sold all my crypto punks and went fully into unfortunately i went into from the top when one ethereum equaled 240 dollars and one pack was 240 dollars so it was one pack is one ETH, and I bought 150 from the top packs. Uh, I had 10, we were calling it Ladunk, uh, the Kobe Tribute 1 of 59. And you think, wow, that's amazing there. There's so much money. I sold my last one at, I think it was $9,999. A couple of weeks before everything went mental. Uh, so <laughs> some some big uh, some big regrets, but also you know everything just sort of aligned with the NFT pump and everything worked out in the end. I guess. I mean, it's just crazy wow. to think because any decision made back then is a dollar spent into one project, and then always can be so easily compared to whatever the absolute blue chip was at the time i mean obviously so many of them like what even the crypto kitties were just so early on and like they've obviously still been very profitable but every dollar that's in a crypto kitty is a dollar that's not in a you know a uh, crypto punk or a dollar that's not into a cosmic 
or whatever we want to say is the blue chip within Top Shot and such. Um, and uh, I don't know, we can always play the game. And then, then as you even mentioned, there's always the ETH. Well, then every dollar is not into ETH and ETH blew up and stuff. So uh, it's, it's a, it's a painful game, but then it's also like, but at the end of the day, just being in was good enough. Yeah, pretty much. If you just knew that this stuff existed back then, you're, you're already way, way ahead of the curve. So kudos to you. I'd, I'd worked out at one point that selling my punks to buy top shot was a good move. Like I could buy all of the punks back had I sold everything I got from the punks. But still, just the way NFTs are, you know, punks blow up. And even though I technically made a good trade, still, you know, I'm financially sad, even though I shouldn't be. It just, you know, NFTs, it just makes no sense. There's almost like you, you can't win. I don't know anyone who doesn't regret something. You know, anyone that's been in, say, since 2018, uh, I guess... The big name I, I worked on NFT boxes with Pranksy and still Pranksy's like, why did I why did I sell my ape so cheap? I had one thousand two hundred and fifty or something along those lines. And you like your brain just the human brain just goes one thousand two hundred and fifty times forty Ethereum times two thousand five hundred pounds. Oh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I only got three million when I could have had 30 billion just despite you wouldn't the the apes wouldn't be there without the sale you know it's just it's just illogical and you know almost everyone's winning but no one's fully happy it's what a what a wonderful place <laughs> yeah i mean i even think back just like i've been in blockchain from a corporate wise like my job since 2014 and so from there it was exploration and like bitcoin was probably around like two three hundred dollars and uh yeah i can be like well i could have bought so much bitcoin at that price and held it to today but the thing is i did buy it and i sold a bunch at a thousand because that was 5x or 4x at the time and that felt awesome and if i would have held there i probably would have sold at two thousand because when you're actually seeing and feeling it at the 200 or even the people who are way before me at the lower levels there's always going to be a woulda, coulda. And uh, right now it still feels great. But as you mentioned, like there always is the possibility of the NFT winner and such. And some things will end up being like, a, hey, I should have sold rather than I should have held more often. Because right now we're getting that kind of, I should have held FOMO uh, rather than the opposite. Um, but there's got to always be some level of balance. And I think, uh, I think for the most part, people are starting to realize that and, uh, you know, approach the different projects this way. There was an NF uh, an X copy that went for a thousand Ethereum yesterday or the day before, uh, and one of my friends pretty much summed it up perfectly. He said, "I remember debating if I should buy that at ten Ethereum when Ethereum was two hundred dollars, and then he said, but I would have sold at twenty. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and." you're never going to time it perfectly. So there's always going to be a, oh, I could have done it differently this way or that way. But uh, it's good to, to go through those experiences. I mean, I even feel like just from Justin and I's background, whether it's playing poker, or playing daily fantasy sports, like you're just used to kind of different decisions that uh, could could have trickled down effects one or the other. But in the long run, they, they all end up positive. So 
I now mean, the, the, yeah you didn't play as much i don't know if you were like in the cash streets yesterday but i decided to do a swap that included swapping two sony michelle and kj osborne and some others and that cost me like 20k rather than just like not doing anything like a horrible decision it seems like but my process i thought it was right in one ear out the other move on that I'm sounds like a fun. Little, little better oh. <laughs> um all righty let's uh so, so yeah okay so you got your background through you know starting all the way back with crypto kitties coming through top shot other nft projects and now most recently you've of course launched your own Penelope's country club project so everyone definitely go ahead check out the purrs if you not, have not already but carlini where did kind of the uh inspiration for Penelope's come from and i i really like the thread that you guys had the other day kind of talking about why people should should buy into Penelope's. i thought you touched on a ton of great things about the community and the team and uh th think that you guys have some awesome stuff going on there so give people the spiel about the origin story of Penelope's country club uh well just before sort of nfts took off this year um i'd i'd started nft boxes uh with pranksy uh, I was sort of the builder side and Pranksy was the, you've got the artist connections and you can sell. Um, so NFT boxes was sort of a subscription service without the subscription where you would buy a box and we would work with artists and send out 10 to 13 NFTs to each month. Uh, and we were working with sort of OGs like Coldy, uh, Joy, uh, Xcopy, uh, a lot of money. And it was more about getting the art into the hands sort of of the collectors that maybe couldn't, you know, this year those pieces have gone mad. Whereas Coldy didn't have sort of a one of 500 until NFT boxes. So it allowed a a lower price point for the collector to get into this sort of level OG artist. Um, and I caught the building bug and just enjoyed it far too much. I'd, I'd been addicted to NFTs for three years at this point and just working in them was, you know, very fun. I was working all the time, but enjoying it. So it was very different to jobs in the past I'd had and myself and Pranksy just sort of had a different idea where we'd go with the company so I'd sold my half of the company to him uh, and then that that sort of process started in March and I just started right I, I had two guys I had Peter and Jamie and we were we were like right what do we what do we do now and we were sort of brainstorming and the whole goal was really to to build something that would give back to the community while building the community so i'm trying to use my experience in nfts to sort of build what i consider a great nft an nft with a purpose uh and you know sort of the profile picture 10k not gonna lie that was going crazy everyone was selling out you could use that to raise funds effectively to them built um so we created this roadmap with sort of 75 percent of the ethereum going 
straight back to the community, sort of five ten percent going to tax and the rest going to salary, and try to to build it around the current, I guess, build order meta. You know, it was the current thing to do. To, to sell out a project was to do the 10k profile picture projects and what we're doing is building what we want to sort of around that um so the the main draw will be the kitty bank which we've now raised to 800 ethereum which is our total sale take and that's floor value um so the floor value of the items in the kitty bank is worth 800 ethereum and that will that's effectively fractionalized is not just yet because there are a few NFTs that we're worried about fractionalizing. Um, things like the Genesis Kongs, we've got two of those and they yield bananas. And if you fractionalize the wallet, the fractionalized wallet will get the bananas. And so far since our purchase, our bananas are worth about $22,000, I think. And that would just be lost had we already fractionalized. So we're just waiting until that's fully possible uh but it's kind of like treating your cat like a piggy bank at any point you could smash your uh cat and get this token inside um and that's built out into our airdrop framework as well so every i call it main line i guess airdrop uh that you have will have one of these tokens inside as well so there's instant sort of a, a circle of life between all of the projects that connects to the kitty bank, uh, which I guess you get to use that buzzword utility straight off the bat. Uh, and we're trying to do airdrops a little differently. Um, we've just put out a video on the first one, which is a hoodie cat. So you get sent an NFT that's a hoodie. And if you collect 10 of those, you can then burn it for a sort of a unisox-like hoodie. So the the aim being it's a complete flex. If you like money, you shouldn't do it. Uh, the, the hoodie is great. Um, it's got an NFT attached to it that I've... Uh, the, well, the team that I'm working with have modified it. So you can't send that NFT anywhere. You can only pull it. So if you have... I have Furacious Trainers next to me um, and their NFT you would use to forge the trainers. So if you had the NFT, you could have the physical sent to you. But now they've added utility to the NFT in Project Akira, um, code name, I can't remember, Clonex, I think it was. I think they came out with the name the other day. But I've sold my NFT into the hype, but I still have the physical. Whereas with the hoodie, if you sell the hoodie, Whoever gets the hoodie can then pull that NFT to them. So we can have things like gated access on our website or, you know, thinking long term, Bored Apes are going to have a clubhouse. If you have a certain NFT, maybe you get into a VIP area or something like that, maybe free drinks, you know, something along those lines. But we can verify that you own that physical without you actually wearing it, I guess. Uh, so just an idea on trying to do things a little differently that sort of pull you in different directions with your airdrops. So for instance, the Bored Ape Kennel Club, the dog that sort of kicked off all of this airdropping uh, for all of these projects, 
You know, so far that's had zero utility, and I'm sure they will add some, but it it hasn't had any yet. Whereas right off the bat, without a 90 million war chest, you can either burn your air, uh, redeem your airdrop for the kitty bank, redeem it for a hoodie, or we're going to have a collection log sort of sticker book on our website as well, where you can show off your collection there. So I have, a, I have a question, um, because I think your project, more than just about any of the projects out there, I think has a level of, there's a lot going on. And so I think those are all things that value the Penelope owners, the people who are actually hey, invested in the project, both from a financial as well as just from a mental and time aspect. Um, have you, I don't know, like how have you considered the whole, like, I... I want to be involved. I obviously, I have my Penelope cat, but I'm not able to kind of always be in discord or always follow the communication. And then you always hear that, Hey, there's so many other projects going on. Um, and it's something that we've just kind of, you know, Hey, been conscious of within the TOC and OTM world. Um, what are you guys kind of, kind of just thinking about how to like, Hey, how do we make sure that everyone is able to kind of receive the value of being in the club, even though I may not have the level of time to commit that I want to. Yeah, so most of the stuff is aimed long term. So there will be, for instance, this hoodie, there'll be a claiming window originally, but that's because we sort of need to order the hoodies in batches. But that will go on indefinitely. So in a year, if you have 10, you could still claim a hoodie, for example. You'd, we have companions coming out that we've announced. Uh, and one of the worries was we have this big NFTX pool of cats, which means there are about 800 cats just sitting there, technically under one owner, uh, which would be the NFTX pool. And when you do an airdrop that's a claim, what you sometimes see in these projects is people will pull out a pro, uh, say if, say it was the Bored Apes Kennel Club. Uh, the the dog and you needed a bored ape to claim that dog what people would do is people within the community could buy from the pool claim the dog for this cat uh, for this ape that you've pulled from the pool and then put it back in and pull another one out and just keep repeating it so uh, and that would need you to be active to do that but what we're doing we've changed our airdrop method completely so that as long as, as long as you're there for a certain window, you can claim your companion without that sort of, we've, we've come up with a, a mechanism that would prevent that sort of, you know, people lose it, effectively people losing their companion. Um, and I don't know if you remember uh, Jennifer's Topshop videos, sort of the two to three minute rundown, weekly mm -hmm. rundowns. Yep. I, I pretty much sent that out and said I need someone that can do this that was I, I literally used the video as an example like look we need this for our project because I, you know I'm in 150 discords I have no idea what's going on in 149 of them because you know I focus on one you you when you're building you can only really focus on your own you'll know exactly what's going on in OTM but then you know, you're 
you'll be in loads of discords as well how are you supposed to keep up so we we're gonna have like we had that um we have a video out on the hoodie cat that's sort of an explainer video just because it's another form to get the information out uh we'll have it in text short videos uh there'll be uh weekly spaces where we talk and effectively keep repeating the same thing over as the other information but you know new people will be listening uh and unfortunately the only person that's not full-time on our team at the moment is the web dev so i have lots of website ideas to sort of have all this information nice and easy for people to get but we're just slowly building that out as well so we'll have all the information written on the website it'll be in medium articles it will be in short form youtube it'll be in long form podcasts and if anyone can think of anything else that i can pay someone to to get that information out in uh we're we're trying to make sure that you can be a lazy collector and not miss out and i use lazy in the sense that i'm lazy in every single project i'm in apart from this one yeah no i think that makes a lot of sense and i mean because right now we feel like hey you've got the ability to put an announcement out and add everyone in your discord you do that too often you're going to get muted and uh you know well it is rough when you have different kind of discords that do abuse that and then you end up muting them, but then maybe they actually have something that's really valuable that you miss out on. And uh, the same thing with emails. We can use email campaigns, but a lot of times those go to spam or people are getting so many other emails. And so uh, I love the idea where you're saying like, hey, something just easily digestible somewhere where people can know that like, hey, this is the most important stuff. Check it out. Because I've definitely missed out on some of my, you know, hey, free airdrops where I need to go mint or I need to go do something just because been busy. And as you said, like lazy in the most endearing term of just like, hey, unfortunately, we don't all have this time to go through and just stay abreast of everything. But um, I at least do have my printout. TJ, how, how good does that look? Oh, that's a good one. That's a great one. I mean, well, you got to have some purple in the mix. So okay. we got... We've got the purple. Those are some killer shades too. Those are apparently like nerd glasses. Uh, Carlini, I'm going to need a comment on here. I thought those were like straight fire sunglasses, but I guess maybe because the tape up here. But uh... Yeah, I nearly cut these, I'll be honest. <laughs> so we had loads of different, so many sort of different things that didn't make the cut. Uh, and yeah, the tape, you know, it's it's the sort of, I don't know, american teen film where they've had to put i think you know plaster around to keep the glasses together and they're always doing their homework on time and you know i think that's the sort of sort of the look the the artist named them nerd glasses and that was that that was that i'm embracing it i'm embracing the nerd glasses with the otm collar it's uh it's pretty good i felt it i felt it covered it felt me love it love it you know what? I'll tell you what, Carlini. I I, I do have a confession to make. I oh no. You know I'll I'm, I'll use an excuse that I'm a busy guy like you, so I, I have not have not yet purchased one. But after hearing what I'm hearing, I I definitely gotta gotta get in the mix here. Are you gonna do it now? I, I, yeah, I think I I think I want to. Right? Well, do you see do you see that OTM bow tie? That's what I, 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 I had my eye on this one the whole show. And wait, I was wait, like, wait. you know what? How I'm many likes do we one. have? <laughs> How many? Yeah, more likes and then I'll buy a Penelope. But <laughs> I also got to make sure no one buys it before I do. Because, I mean, we got OTM bow tie. You know, 
I don't know if you saw me buy um, MBL's favoured man's coin twice uh, on <laughs> on Club Top Shot. No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, speaking, of club top sh- speaking of Club Top Shot, so how you're doing this, TJ? This is hilarious. I love it. Um, yeah, you may have to you may have to raise the gas if someone doesn't snipe you. Fifty-three bucks. That seems fine, right? Um, we're gonna we're gonna. I think it was on Club. Yeah, I think it was on Club Top Shot the last week, the week before, but then I was talking over that about it. And he was saying how, like, I mean, and it may just be the, maybe just be the British accent, but, uh, you know, it might be just because that's one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. But you come across as this really just, you know, professional gentleman. I'm envisioning you sitting in a library with maybe a cigar, or not a cigar, a pipe that's not lit, just like very sophisticated and gentlemanly. But apparently once you get in the discords, you just get a little, um, you get a little feisty. What's uh, what, what's going on with this? Uh, I'm, I'm a product of the internet, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I've been pretty much online since I was eight, maybe. Uh, pictures of me at the PC, maybe two or three playing Doom as a kid. I don't think I was actually playing Doom at two or three, but my dad certainly sat me in front of a PC with it. Uh, have you seen okay. Have you seen my PC setup? Uh, no. There's certainly not a library. Uh, let me try and. I don't know where I can put it. If you share a screen, I think we can push it up. Otherwise, I, I, I can't share my screen. It'll okay. break. It'll break the computer. <laughs> That's okay. Afterwards, shoot us a tweet, tag us at it, and uh, people can go check it out there. Um, I've got no idea which is way this is going. TJ, are you expecting four monitors? Are you expecting like? I'm... Yeah, I think he's just got monitors all over. He definitely has one of the. Maybe he's got one of the like long Vertical. monitors that, that mm-hmm. look. Although typically they'd be for a coder, but I feel like Carlini's got got that. I've downsized and... to two monitors. I'll say that. Okay, but are they like the size of four monitors? Uh, well, if I put my left arm out and my right arm out, uh, a complete. Hundred like that, like you're doing now. I'm touching monitor both sides. I've I've so put my tweet under under your announcement uh, right. on on OTM. TJ, you want to pull that up and share that screen? <laughs> there it is. And that's that's literally a semicircle. It is half a. If I had two more, I would be spinning around pure monitor. That's amazing. And uh, what's so I've got a monitor here and I just barely ever use it. I end up using a laptop because I feel like my head, I just go back and forth, which is probably just like a user error or something. I don't know. But um, like, I feel like if you're working on this, you're watching a tennis match. You're just. Well, it's all about, I don't know, monitor hygiene. So I've got a tool that snaps into place and it's as that screen is so effectively each monitor is in free and i just know where what is so generally the far left which is slightly bigger than all the rest is where i have youtube um i'm watching whatever nft stuff's going on there uh there's the the middle on the left discord the one across is generally email and whatsapp and then the left right hand monitor 
the left-hand side will be my Twitter, the middle will be the company Twitter, and then the one on the end is generally degening on OpenSea. That's a good this is right a there. much more professional version of my master setup each year where <laughs> I end up having like a monitor, a computer, a 1990s computer that I still have, the two TVs in the background, like the old iPad or something, just like a, everywhere to try to watch as many holes as possible. Um, yeah, maybe I should upgrade eventually. Yeah, this is very solid. I, I, I love it. I, I just have two like kind of regular-ish size monitors. But I love the, yeah, because like you said, you basically have six monitors. Yeah, you have to ignore the desk, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've just, I'm sort of in between moving house and I want a, I want a custom built desk that's sort of built into the wall. And finding someone right now with materials is apparently really hard. Um, so this is my five-year-old IKEA up and down desk. So it, I can go into standing, but it will rip the roof apart because of the monitors at this point. Do you have any clocks at your place that are significantly lower than they should be? Or because that's what TJ is. He's making a joke about, I get comments from the chat that my clock is, is too low on the wall. So it's the low clock. It does and look, where where is that in relation to the floor? Because it... <laughs> Go, go stand next to it's, it. It's on the lower side. <laughs> Wait, it's on the oh, lower that's side. ridiculously low. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, TJ standing next to it isn't the most fair. He's not short, but he's not tall. But uh, that doesn't look like a tall. Clock. That doesn't look like a tall chair, and <laughs> there is not much gap no. between that it's, and this. It's clock. a short chair. It's definitely a tiny chair. It's a low clock. I think Do you I know you're supposed to look? You're supposed to look up to clocks. <laughs> I think that means I have a. So I, I tried to size it up like next to my TV because. And the worst I don't part know. is we can't see the TV. So for us, it just looks really just short. It looks like a low clock. Just a short clock. <laughs> Move your clock. <laughs> Silsby knows best. Oh, yeah. The old low clock. I mean, it's for the bit at this point. We got to keep that, keep the low clock vibing. I told it. Plus, then you guys can see what time it is when we're live. That's good. I told him eventually you should just like move it over like inch by inch or something and eventually just have holes all throughout the wall just for the bit. Um, but yeah, my transaction went through. I'm officially a member of Penelope's Country Club. Welcome to the purse. I can't stop looking at the clock now. <laughs> so uh, I just keep people from looking at me by, you know, they just look right, right through me, right at the clock. And so uh, because of that 800 ETH kind of kiddie pool, you basically get like a 0.08 ETH rebate automatically. So um, you, you're, you're, you're letting your money work for you. Exactly. Sharp. Exactly. Love it. Love it. Love it. Good to be. Just before the airdrop as well. Awesome. Good timing. Good timing. Great timing. Great timing indeed. All right. Doesn't seem like the Eagles are doing too well, huh? Based oh. on the chat. I haven't been looking. Yeah, 14-7. I guess it's not. It could be so worse. Bad. Cowboys kind of got gypped apparently on a touchdown, but um, Eagles weren't able to do anything in front with it from their one-yard line. So. Any any final comments on uh, Pernelope's Carlini before? Because we're, we're probably going to transition to talk through some of the, the owner's club stuff that we have going on, but definitely want to make sure you know you have any, any last-minute things you want to say on that front. Uh, I guess, you know, there was that 
that tweet I put out, if you're interested, go and look at it. But for me, the, you know, the big selling point is I'm looking at four years of NFT knowledge, not really trying to profit from the business and just trying to build something here. Um, I think I'll succeed. And if you think you will too, jo join along before it's too late, I guess. I love it. Have you, uh, Carlini, heard about the TV show uh, Silicon Valley? I have, yeah. Okay. So there's this one scene. We always joke about it at OTM. But uh, basically, it's all about you don't want to make revenue as a company. As long as you're pre-revenue. And I think in this space, it's more like profit and stuff. Because as long as we give the money back to the customers and everything, we don't want to make money. What is it, TJ? We don't want to make a little money. You know, I don't want to yeah. make a little money every day. I want to make a ton of money all at once. <laughs> that and, was the uh, line from uh, Russ Hanneman, the character. Then, yeah, because then the main character is like, oh, I thought the point of a business was, you know, to like make money. No, no, no. There's no like, money no, no, to no. be made. Nope. Because, no, no, that's, no, no, that's no, not no. how it works. Jeff Bezos never made any money, and he's worth a fuck ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> Great scene. You know, I, I, I avoided, I, I purposefully bleeped myself out so that we didn't have to drop the E tag on it, but then Justin just went right I didn't, I didn't see anything. So I there we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. Too just, good. just building up for that uh, me bit slash mutant sale. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's when that comes in. Just working towards that. <laughs> Although, funnily enough, I, I often sort of think, had this happened earlier in my life, you know, I've got. I've got two kids now, uh, a wife, I'm 31, and I live in a tiny village. But if I was just out of uni, it would be like, because uh, I've, I've started it with my friends, so I went to school with these guys. It would be like um, Social Network, the, the Facebook one, where they have the zip wire from the chimney uh, over the pool, and then they fall in. That's, that's what I think. If this had been earlier, that would be us. <laughs> For the big parties. Oh, Love it. Yeah. Good stuff. Really, uh, I mean, great, great insight there. Hopefully, I think everyone realizes that, but like can just tell the way you're talking through everything that, like you said, you've been in, in this space for a long, long time and are definitely seeing the, the future of where this thing is heading. And I, I really love the way that you guys are thinking about everything that you're doing and definitely a, a project that I am now very proud to be bought into. Also guys, hopefully you noticed my, my skills there. I, after I made my purchase, I said, Carlini, do you want to go ahead and, and chill Penelope's a little bit extra now? So, you know, take, take notes there. <laughs> you got to pack the bag first and then uh, ask him to go ahead and, and chill it further. There but yeah, thanks a lot well, for walking through all of that. No, I love it. And I mean, I think the, the big thing that stands out for me and, you know, I, you know, when I've been looking into this project before and there's a lot of the, I'd say the sharps from the DFS space that have been involved in this as well. Um, and Carlini said the magic word, utility. And so when we did that research project of the over 100 plus NFTs, and now that's up to like almost, you know, substantially more. This is one of those where, yes, it's still like an avatar project, but as Carly Nita kind of described it, the avatar and that first avatar was really just kind of the gateway and the early funds to be able to do a lot more cool stuff with. And so the utility that you can kind of, hey, use that investment and use that profit to, uh, you know, use that investment to actually, I guess, create dividends, returns, whatever we want to call it through these other airdrops, through these other mechanisms. I think that's really cool. 
Um, and I'm mean, probably obviously has a soft spot in my heart just because when we built TOC, utility was at the forefront of everything. And uh, even though you know, we're not doing the avatar kind of project kind of side, but it was still that, hey, we wanted to do something that when people were involved, they were going to get substantial utility. And I think you uh, you kind of showed that with the announcement today, TJ. Yes, indeed. So let's go ahead. I'll pull pull that up here. We had been teasing this out for a little bit, but wanted to make sure that uh, ahead of the second pack drop, ahead of the pre-order that's ending in just under three hours now, that would give a little bit more visibility into the upcoming roadmap that we have for the Owners Club. And so what this consists of is three new tournaments for this season, one of which is going to be a, a one-time tournament for people that participate in the pre-order, two of which are going to be weekly tournaments every single week. And then the OGs contest that is going to exist into next season where this year's cards and this year's cards only can be used in a, in a contest heading into the next season. So the three contests that we're going to be adding, the first one, the better late than never. So this is going to take place in week five and it will be single entry only for users that pre-ordered at least one pack in the drop. So I think we were talking about it in the discord, but because of that single entry nature, I expect this to be kind of the, the smallest tournament slash best chance of cashing and a $10,000 prize pool. So definitely think that that everyone that's involved in the pre-order gets a pretty good deal there. And then we are adding two new cards with kind of the idea of adding utility to more of the cards. I mean, right, the, the way it is now, certain cards that you own, you're just never going to have a chance to win the main event with a, a Jets tight end, my favorite example of, of a not very good card. And so we added two new tournaments that are going to be very useful for those. We've got the low ball, which is the same format as the main event in terms of you have to play five cards, one of each position. But the kicker is that the lowest score wins. So you actually want to create the worst lineup that you possibly can. And then the other twist there is that the serials the highest serials become the tiebreaker. So flipping that around as well. And then the next one is the Island of Misfit Cards. So this is a spin off of the side hustle. If you look at the side hustle now, it's completely dominated by quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. So we created a, a land for the tight ends and the defenses to hang out in the Island of Misfit Cards. You play a lineup with two cards, one tight end, one defense, and the most points win. Both of those tournaments will pay out 100 places each week. Lowball will have a 10K prize pool and the Misfit cards will have a 5K prize pool. Yeah. And I think, I mean, at the end of the day, when we were teasing this at the very beginning, before the season started, that we feel that all cards should have value. And uh, we obviously didn't want to give out too much. And some people were pretty smart and guessing pretty close to what we were kind of going with. We're hoping that we still kind of surprise. And I think the cereals was definitely something that no one had really, you know, you know thrown out there. But at the end of the day, uh, we want to make sure that, you know, hey, there's fun for all of this. There's utility for all of it. Just because you maybe got unlucky with not getting the greatest players in the initial one or during tonight's drop, uh, there's still opportunities to kind of win some money and win some prizes. Uh, and like I think it was we saw that the Cincinnati tight ends were going for like maybe $15 or so before today. And then right when the announcement came out, they're now drop, you know, rose to a floor of around $50. And at the end of the day, when every card, no matter what you get, has a base of about, you know, more than what you paid for it. I think that's fantastic. Obviously, that's not going to continue throughout the entire season. Um, but it makes the packs that are available right now, I think, extremely valuable. And 
what I think the average price we've seen for the sale of these packs in the secondary market was like three hundred and fifty dollars, um, and that was obviously before the announcement. So I'm, I'm excited to see the many combinations of strategic decisions that are unfolding uh, as this plays out. Now, Carlini, weren't an NBA fan across the pond. Are you an American football fan? Do you watch it all? Do you have a team? I know we get a couple games over there each year. Uh, I prefer the football with the hand uh, with the foot and the ball <laughs> than uh, the hand and the egg. I like it. I like and it. I, I'm also very confused by, you know, like you said, uh, Club Top Shot is was sort of my first exposure to, to I guess, this method of betting on sport. And I was very confused because in the UK, we're trusted to actually bet on sport. Uh, and we have... We have fancy football uh, where you you know you pick you pick your lineup, start the season, and then you just forget about it for the rest of the year, and that's that's pretty much a British tradition uh, at this point. Everyone signs up and then everyone forgets after a few weeks. The dedication I've seen from Americans to to properly gamble on their sport is is quite amazing, I have to say. I mean, hey, I think you've just described what we do for fantasy baseball. Everyone jumps in at the beginning, and because it's a 162-game season, everyone except for MBL forgets about it, and then MBL wins his league and tweets about it. So uh, that's at least what I saw earlier today. But no, congrats, MBL, on the baseball championship. Uh, and just, just one for I think the 49ers cards are undervalued on the market currently relative to the chance of Trey Lance taking over in a few weeks. Look yeah. at that. Did someone pay you to say that? Did it, is someone <laughs> sliding you some notes? That sounds like a fantastic take right there. Yeah, uh, it may have been over zip. <laughs> and the funny thing about that card is it's actually really valuable right now in the low ball before Trey Lance goes. And then later on when Trey Lance starts, you can move it in the main event. Double dip. Winner, winner. And oh. uh, yeah, and then the other thing is that we're going to be having the weekly OGs contest heading into next year. So the, and the other thing about that, so a, you, it will use cards from this season. So next year there'll be a new batch of cards that are for the main contest, but we'll have a contest set aside for these. And then the format of that contest is going to be a rotating format. So it's not just going to be the five card main event style. Every single week you mix in a low ball, a side hustle style, whatever other fun creative contests we come up with over the course of the next year. So definitely want to, you know, ma maintain that stance that we are fully aware and uh, want to do everything that we can to make sure that these first edition cards do continue to hold that value in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, currently, I know that Jamie, uh, your you know, biz partner and all has been playing and loving it. So uh, maybe by the end of the season, he'll uh, be able to, pull your arm or give you a couple tips so we can get you in the game he he does love it uh he's more likely to get uh peter papa tango in the discord in than me uh he loves it too so i i think i'll be the last one they convert i i don't know why they they both like real football and then something happened when you guys brought the sport over to the uk was it one game the first year and it it tricked them in Good marketing. Yeah. And now we have, because uh, it's interesting, I think we're going to have, what, I don't know, three, four, at least four games this year over in the UK. There may even be more. Uh, I got to check the schedule. But what's interesting is because of the format of this, uh, 
those games will happen before the Sunday lock. So you can actually see what the score is, how the different positions and teams do, and then decide whether or not you want to put them in your lineup um, because the time zones are so silly and so early over there or late right now, which is so appreciative. Very late indeed, which is why we definitely want to go ahead and, and close things out shortly. Anything else on the, on the owner's club? Let me think. I mean, just pack drop. If you guys have not, signed up for, for your packs, how that will work is that after midnight tonight, you'll receive an email. In that email, you'll get a link to your checkout session. You can then go through that anytime in the next 48 hours, go through, make your purchases. That's where you make your payment. And there's, I've seen multiple people ask about this. There's no rush to have to do that. You have the, the 48 hours. There's no need to stay up until midnight or, or do whatever to buy, buy them right away you can do it anytime over the course of the next 48 hours and yeah i'm seeing some people in the chat it, it does look like there's something that that just happened with the website we'll make sure that we get get that fixed with logging in yeah yeah uh we'll, we'll, i think uh as mitchell behind the scenes is working on that now just to make sure um but yeah as we said so last opportunity tonight get the pre-orders in you can make any last minute updates as well whatever your final uh selection is that's how much you will be granted um given how many we end up like actually going all right the other thing that we had going on justin was a little bit of a little bit of a wmba pack drop yeah carlina did you uh did you get any packs are you still uh queuing up for some of the, the nice packs uh yeah whenever i get tagged to go and get a pack i will um i didn't get the rare one uh i did get the one before it uh but i won't pretend to know literally any player uh in the WNBA. and just to for my level of basketball knowledge i learned steph curry existed when crypto kitties created a steph curry crypto kitty which then failed because it turned out they thought they were talking to him and they were talking to a media company that represented him. So they, they, they brought out free crypto kitties and, uh, they had, they put them on some sort of auction, like a hundred ETH to zero, uh, over a certain amount of time and then pulled them before anyone, before anyone bought them because they found out it wasn't actually him endorsing it. Uh, I knew Kobe because everyone says Kobe before they throw anything in the UK. Uh, Shaq. <laughs> and uh, MJ. That was, that was about it. There you go. Maybe maybe LeBron? Come on. Even LeBron out. was pushing it. Like <laughs> There was no Space Jam out yet. That's our, that's our <laughs> Hollywood will blame. Yeah, look at this. Uh, run it back. Top set over the past 24 hours. Take a look at some prices. Lisa Leslie leading the way. Not surprisingly, 1300 Definitely looking like there were some plus EV packs. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, I mean, I don't yeah, even know what did. the cheapest is, but I think every single one, because you're going to have the challenges and such, um, or they're going to get a bit unique in how they do it. They may not be, I don't think they're going to be traditional challenges, but uh, they're all plus EV. Um, I'm, I'm still pumped. I got mine to rip, but uh, TJ... Let's rip yours. I know you're ready. I know Let's you want do to. It I want to Let's see it. Let's do it up. I do want to. I feel like I haven't ripped a pack in a while. Yeah, 
and I kind of I kind of excited about this WNBA one, even though I'm probably not going to know anyone. But that's okay. Hey, we're basically the Carlini opening his old pack <laughs> yes, a year exactly. ago. Right. This we get the Carlini buy, buying 150 packs and opening them when he doesn't know now. I, so I sold mine to mainly Dingaling. <laughs> there you go. I remember uh, oh, probably like four or five months ago when, you know, Jamie, um, he sold, I think it was the Dingaling, but he, had, he sold two of his kind of uh, Series 1 legendary mm, um, That's right. To dangling with hopes to finals 2020 finals yeah yeah um i sold my 10 to dingling let's we do it up. all right ain't no film i think i will baby they feel i'm here i was in the field baby left gun real crazy in there to go with the female back. Pretty good. All right, Carlini, where should we start? We're going to save this one for last. Uh, bottom. Bottom. Here we go. Bottom. Crystal Dangerfield. All right. All right, Crystal. Let's see what we got. Oh, deep. Oh, that's a fun one. logo. All right. Okay. Okay. Three. Okay. I don't know. How do you give it? I give it a four pointer. Four, five, five, six. All right. All right. Go door number one. Let's see. Four thousand seven pointer. Arike Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. <laughs> we'll go with it. I like it. All right. I do. I kind of want to just for fun see like, hey, how many of these are threes? Obviously, very small sample yeah. size, but because we're going to have substantially fewer, and I mean, virtually, I think zero besides Brittany Griner dunks, uh, we're going to see a lot more threes. We're going to see a lot more assists. Probably won't see too many blocks either. Um, but uh, hey, it's a different game and uh, yeah. it's a little more finesse, a little more technique. Doesn't make it interesting. I wonder, I guess there's not really. I was going to say, I wonder if there's any other kind of play types that they could come up with or if they could kind Steals. of. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. new ones. Yeah. Right. But I think you basically got all the basic covers. All right. One more and then the rare one. Okay. Danielle Robinson. Danielle Robinson. Okay. We got a little layup. There it is. A little get low. Get swoop, low, get low. Swooping up. All righty. Here we go. Lisa Leslie one time. That's what we're going for. Seen a couple calls. Here we go. Play. Let's see what we got. Chicago, Chicago Sky. Sky. Ooh, little 808. Elena Deladon. Elena Deladon. All right. Little spin move. Picks her spin spot move. in the corner. Floater. Buzzer beater. Not bad. Not bad. All not right. Not one of the top half ones that I know of, but uh, hey, not a great cereal, but uh, you know what? It's okay, it's okay. There it is. All right, want to save yours for another time, or do you want to do yours tonight? No, it's late. Let's let Carlini get some sleep. We did say we were going to do some kind of giveaway though, so what do we want to do? What do we, what what do we got going behind the scenes, Coop? Let's uh, should I do one of the WNBA moments? Yeah. I have no idea about any of them. Well, uh, we've had we've had a good chat. Let's do one one TOC card. Yeah, and like one that. Uh, and one of your WNBA moments. 
Two separate things or one winner? Nah, two different, two different specs. Two different. Okay, like it. TSC card and a. We'll do Crystal Dangerfield. Okay. I think that's a pretty fun name. I like that. Very cool. All right, Coop has been getting it going. And then as we go, so just a heads up, we've got a couple giveaways that'll be going on on Wednesday. We will do the Twitter, um, the, the tweets that we were having over the weekend or late last week. So we'll spin for that on Wednesday. And then the parlay of the week, the prize picks parlay of the week. I think we're up to about 30 people who've had a successful prize picks parlay. And so uh, we'll spin that and we'll make our prize picks plays on Wednesday. Yeah, the prize picks people have been crushing it. Also, Alina Deladon is the number seven highest priced. Oh, so pretty good. Okay. $350 low ask. All right. Nice. Nice. All right. Are we doing the the uh, WNBA moment first or the TSC yeah. first? Let's do WNBA right. first. First person will win the Crystal Dangerfield WA moment. WNBA moment. All right. Let's see. Spin that wheel. We got 97 entries. There we go. Spinning the wheel on Coop's slow computer. It's okay. Frankie. Frankie. Frankie Puleo. Frankie Puleo. Congratulations. You have a danger field moment. All right. That's exciting. I like it. And uh, now we'll do what the people have been waiting for. One TOC card. Could be a New York tight end. Could be a joker. Let's do it. World of possibilities. Good luck. Good luck, everyone. Exclamation point luck. Exclamation point coop. Is it going to be Jesse? It is Chris Satchel. Congratulations, Chris Satchel. All right. For those winners, please send us a DM to the OTM, to the TOC account. We will then orchestrate and get you your WMBM moment and your TOC card. Congratulations. And, uh, Carlini, thank you very much for the late night, for taking the time to come on. Uh, I know I learned a good amount here, and uh, I'm excited. To, I'm really excited to be a part of this kind of Penelope community, the PCC, and uh, we'll, you know, excited to see where it goes from here. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'll try and make sure there's an easy way to keep up because, you know, I know I know how busy it gets when you're building your own thing. Appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. And I do want to give a shout out. It does look like the site is back up and running. The sign-in is now working, I believe. Um, so if you do want to get your pre-orders in, if you want to update those, definitely go to it. It has to be done tonight before midnight. Um, and uh, this will be the last chance to purchase packs if they are sold out. If they are still available, we will then release them to the public on Thursday. Um, and that is it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. As always, we will be back on Wednesday night for the Owners Club Strategy Show with Justin and Bach, and we'll talk to you then. So on behalf of Justin, on behalf of Carlini and producer Coop behind the scenes, I'm TJ Lasig. See you guys next time.